0: Hey everybody, this is Todd Elliott. Welcome to the first official episode of the Philo Podcast. We're super excited to be starting this in an attempt to continue on the conversation, not just at the Philo Conference, but all year around to provide a connection point and a chance to learn some new skills and also hopefully to be inspired. We're hoping to do these every three weeks or so. We'll be talking about things that most of us that do technical arts in the local church are working through, are challenged with, uh, are inspired by. And I've been having a great time just talking to some really amazing people along the way. And so I'm excited for you all to share in those with me. Today on the first episode, we're talking to Delwyn Island, who is a worship leader at Willow Creek Church. And if you've been to the Philo Conference, you recognize him from such things as just the two of us and easy like Sunday morning, some parodies we did. But more importantly, the person leading us in worship. One of the things I love so much about Philo Conference is the chance that we get to worship in a different way. For many of us doing production in the local church, that is our act of worship. That is how we worship. It's how God designed us. But to be able to put all that down and just to be able to receive and to absorb a worship experience without having to worry about, are the graphics on time? Does the mix work? Somebody else is handling that. And I think Delwyn has done such a great job of leading us through that. So if you haven't experienced Philo Conference with Delwyn, I would encourage you to come when we do it again in May of next year, 22nd, 23rd. And we're at Delwyn's Home Church. So in today's episode, we're talking about the relationship that exists between the worship team, the worship leader, the people on the platform, and the production team. It's a relationship we all have to work through. And I think God's intent is that we get along awesome and that we are working so well together that our churches are thriving and rocking. And unfortunately, many times that isn't the case. And so Delwyn and I just sit down for a few minutes and talk about how do we do the best with that relationship that we've been entrusted with. And so let's get to it. We're here with Delwyn. We're in Delwyn's office. Uh, actually, I now that I'm sitting here in this seat, I used to be in the office across like the really little course. courtyard. Yeah. And it seemed like we would like I sometimes would just call. Hey, Delwyn, <laughs> I can <could> see you. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't thought of that in a while. That well, yeah, was man. probably creepy. You're glad I've moved on. You no, know,
1: so. no. <laughs> no, I think the suggestion was like that they rename that office like the Todd Elliott Memorial Office. But it's weird because you're living. Still living, you're living yeah, right. you
0: living, so... Memorial yeah. doesn't work. Memorial yeah. doesn't work. Honorary, Honorary yeah, whatever. Yeah, Just take my name off it. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little bit creepy. Actually, I still use it sometimes as an office. There like you if go. I'm around here, I'm like, eh, just no one's in here. I'll Todd just...
1: Elliott's office. That's right. Even though Troy works there, it's okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, so thanks for sitting down with us. Absolutely. Um, for those of you who don't know, Delwyn has been leading worship at the last couple of Philo conferences, and we're talking today about the idea of for us to do services, we have tech people and we have people on stage. We have creative people. We have tech people. There's a mix. You know, some people are a little bit of both. Yeah. So, Delwyn, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you do and maybe even your journey to get to this point? Sure. Yeah. So, I am currently
1: the worship director for two ministries at Willow. One is called Elevate, which is our junior high ministry, and the the second is our midweek experience. So in Elevate, I function as the worship leader slash creative oversight. And so that encompasses, obviously, everything that a worship leader does, scheduling, leading on weekends, training up volunteers, and also our creative elements and our different programming elements take the lead on most of those and and delegate a lot of them. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Sign of a good leader. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, at the end of it, it, it all kind of comes down to uh, if something goes wrong. I mean, you know, this as a leader, like if something goes wrong, I'm the first one that you know that gets the nod of, hey, sure, right. you know, what happened? <laughs> and then in midweek, my primary function is is really is leading worship, setting up the the program, coordinating with the tech director, mm-hmm. the Honorable Joanne Botton, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just and making sure that we have a somewhat flawless experience. And I think getting to this point, I started working in church at a church called Salem Baptist Church on the south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, working in the student ministry department. And I really kind of had the same role there. Uh, the title okay. was just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It was the minister of music. There you which, go. Yeah, that, sound, <laughs> that sounds really, you know. Yeah, that's right. That sounds really it could be regal. a band name too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the ministry of music. The ministry yeah. of music. Uh, so my
1: responsibility there was I had a a band and a bunch of volunteers. I mean, like in church world, volunteers really make the thing go. Right. But my responsibility was to make sure that there was a team working the weekends right. to make sure that any creative elements were, were on point. And, and at that point it was really communicating them with the youth pastor saying, hey, these are the things that, that we're planning. If you're okay with them, then we're gonna keep going.
0: Sure. Right. We also
1: had, um, I mentioned a large volunteer corps there were a lot of different creative ministries that, you know, would every weekend would kind of rotate on and off a of stage. Right. So, yeah, I've, I've, since I've since I've been involved in church work, I've been kind of the one that's held accountable for making stuff happen. And, yeah. you know, about 50% of the time it happens the way it should. And right. that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. That's better than baseball. But, right but the other times, you know, I, I have to. You know, eat the crow and have some yeah. crucial conversations. Yeah. So, but it is better than baseball, like you said. That would be an amazing like batting average. Five hundred. Yeah. Oh it would be gosh. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, all, and I'd what be hall you, of
0: fame. You even said yeah, you even said it doesn't just fifty percent of the time doesn't turn out the way you planned. Right. It still could be good. It still could be good. So you but maybe you're batting seven fifty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next time you tell your boss, right. you say it's better than baseball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I mean, in that, it's afforded me a lot of room to grow, Mm -hmm. a lot of opportunities to be coached and to coach. Mm -hmm. And these days, working in two different ministries, those opportunities are in abundance. Right. Uh, Just because it's working with a lot more people, working with different personalities. Some of them are paid staff or contractors. Right. A lot of them are volunteer. And so you, you know, walk the fine line of how to coach you know, somebody who's kind of relying on this as a, a way to make a little bit of money right, and then right. coaching somebody who's, you know, really coming up and eager to learn. Right, So, right. yeah, it's a fine balancing act.
0: Have you noticed when you going from Salem to here? I mean, obviously, I can imagine there are, well, even when I came from one church to here, the cultural differences are shocking. Yeah. Not in a bad way necessarily, just, you know, each place is its own unique kind of, culture, Mm -hmm. but the thing I was struck by was the problems I had at the first place, I've had the same kind of challenges Mm -hmm. here and like volunteers, you know, not showing up or being over eager or, you know, just the challenges seemed like, oh, these are the same. Yeah. So I think I I would, I'd say, yes, the challenges
1: were the same. And ironically, we're talking about tech stuff like this is is for the Philo podcast, The issues that I saw at Salem, and have to a degree seen at Willow, was like the separation between the music staff or you know the creative and I'm doing right. quotations, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the creative artists and the technical artists. Yeah. And so there may have been offline like some some good relationship, you know, the, the guys at Salem all kind of knew each other and you know we talk in the back and things like that. But from a from a vision perspective mm-hmm. there was very little that brought the two together right and so we would constantly find ourselves like you know with this friction knowing that we needed you know each one needed the other in yeah. order to to make things happen yeah but always finding ourselves in a place of uh I mean if if I can do a bit of revisionist history thinking that you know the music side felt like their role was more important right or the you know at, at certain times the tech guys felt like their role was more important and the way that that is uh in some ways similar at willow uh is not so much the superiority thing mm-hmm. um but i remember coming in and i would see i would see band like off to the you know to the side after uh after a rehearsal or something like that and the band is all eating with themselves and then like the tech crew would come in and then you have like Lighting guys you know, together, or camera crews right, together right. and uh and we would all be occupying this this big space together and functioning as a team when we go out to you know to right. to make programs happen, but there was this sense of separation you know that that one right. side didn't get too close to the other side, yeah, yeah, i mean that that's probably been been the biggest thing. And, and as, much as, as much as I've been able to, mm-hmm. uh, I think it, it's just a, a matter of calling it out and saying, hey, you know, there's this one team attitude that we have to adopt in order for our part to be better, in order for your part to be better. We have to understand that we're just, you know, we're both arms, right? you know? Right. So we, we're both serving a similar function as a part of the body.
0: Right, right. And I think it, uh, for me, the tech people and... Oh, we'll call them creative people for yeah. the, just for sake of conversation are very different. I mean, God has wired us all up differently, yeah. and so we function differently. We have we think about different things. We mm-hmm. we care about different things, which we have to. Like you said, we're two arms of the same body, uh, one doing one thing, one doing another. So you have that sort of going on anyway, and then you put one group of people at the back of the room and one people at the front of the room. Yeah, with the lights on them. Yeah, and uh, one group's in the dark, one group's got the lights on them. You you know, you just, everything is conspiring against this thing that already exists, which is to drive a wedge or just create even more opportunities to feel different and Mm. separate. And and so as a worship leader for you, I mean, you've kind of already said it, you have to call it out. Yeah. I think a lot of tech people and maybe I'll back up. When I was the one in the booth as a young guy, I, I kind of wished that the distance didn't exist, mm. but I also felt like I'm the introvert and you people on stage must be extroverts because the light's on you and you love all this attention. Right. So it's your job to come- To me. To make the, make the move to build a relationship with me because yeah. I don't wanna leave where I'm sitting as a as somebody who you know you're working with teams all the time and you're you're the one on stage like what are some ways that you you have know, fostered that kind of pulling the groups together yeah yeah
1: i think uh that's that's a great question in social settings we're all drawn towards sameness right and so I maybe mean, if, if you think of a high school or middle school cafeteria the athletes sit next to the athletes and, right. you know, the super smart kids, sit with the super smart kids and, and the like. But it's a discipline to step away from sameness and go across the room or go across the table to sit with, with somebody different. I, I remember the most glaring example of this kind of separation was I was doing a camp. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're in the room and, you know, we're in this gym during our rehearsal run through the whole, you know, sequence of things that we do. And everybody, the camaraderie in the room was solid. Mm-hmm. And then we took a break, we went to dinner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the cafeteria, and it was a college cafeteria. Right. So it's pretty huge. Yeah. And we were the only guests in there. And <laughs> okay. so it was it was before students had come. And so there were probably maybe 20, 22 of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was probably—I was one of the last ones to get my food. And as I looked out, I noticed that that the band was at one table and the tech team was at another table. And this is a huge cafeteria, right? right, and, right. and they weren't like a table away. Yeah. It was like the band was on one side of the cafeteria and the tech team was on another right. side. And it's
0: the same distance from the booth to the stage, oddly yeah, that, enough. That, yeah. that same
1: <laughs> dynamic that you were just talking about. And so— it hurt my heart man and yeah. and my personality at that time and it's evolving is is still more of is more of a challenger mm-hmm. and so i went to our tech director and i said hey man we we got to do something about this yeah. you know like we we can't be this separated and expect for when we go out there and you know to try to put a program on or to serve the the people that will come for our congregation we can't expect to be united at that point and so, I mean, we brought it to the team, mm-hmm. and uh, and in a way, it felt like uh, it felt like scolding, kind of. Sure, yeah. And yeah, you you don't want to be that way. Like you don't right. want to tell everybody <laughs> what are you doing. Like can can you see this? But I think it it took a bit of jolting at that point. Yeah. Because I, I would hear from both sides, like. Why are they sitting over there? You know, and yeah, yeah. And so it's like you you know that this talk, this murmuring is happening, right? And so my approach at that point, and even still to this day, sometimes is, hey, hey, band, let's get up, let's move,
0: mm-hmm.
1: let's go sit with the tech team, even though it may be awkward. And I've I've heard, have <laughs> heard some oh, of the- my band people like, why don't they come over here? And yeah, then you get in a, a place of, well, there are less of us than there are them, and you know, oh, right? Yeah. But yeah, so I, I think it's, it's making the, the effort to actually get up and move physical spaces, right. make it awkward. And, uh, and this happened some maybe three, four years ago. And since then our team dynamic has been different. And so at, at that point I started to see like, there's a camera guy who is really good at drums. And he comes up to me and is like, hey, I can play drums. And so I'm like, all right, let me let me give you a shot. Let me yeah. audition you. And uh and so then like the, the crossover from the tech world, to the creative world is this kid is one of he drums with me all the time now. Right, right. And uh and there have there have been other like, you know, members from our music team that have shown interest in the in the tech side of things. Yeah. And and I don't know if that merger that we did, you know, those couple years ago was actually the catalyst for that. Right. But I think uh when creative teams and tech teams move toward one another, there's possibility for much greater synergy and much greater uh, crossover uh, than when we stay separated. Sure, yeah.
0: Now, I know for me, sitting here talking to you, there's a part of me that feels like, okay, generally speaking, the worship leader is the person or the worship pastor or whatever mm-hmm. they're called, wherever you are. The you're the person that's holding the keys yep. to the relationship. And <clears throat> I know for me, uh, you know. so I was talking about how earlier I would wait waiting for someone else to make the move. Yeah. But then I decided, okay, if I don't like this, I need to do something mm-hmm. about it. And so, okay, I can make the move. I can initiate. And so that's now part of who I am. I'm just mm-hmm. always trying to, okay, how do I get out of the booth or whatever? And I would say 99% of the time, that's been a huge win mm-hmm. for me to make the move and to meet, you know, where people are, and yeah. bring the teams together. <clears throat> I also know that 1% of the time, or maybe it's more like five or 10%, something <laughs> like that. I've had a couple uh, occasions where it hasn't worked at all. Gotcha. That the, it doesn't matter how much I'm trying to bring these two groups together, the person holding the keys doesn't want to. Mm. And so, anyway, uh, maybe that's just an aside, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. there's part of it that, If I'm a tech person and I'm feeling like, okay, the person holding the keys doesn't really care. And thinking of your own situation and, you know, okay, if you see two tables, uh, you know, sitting separately, what do you wish that the tech leader would be doing differently? Or what could they do to kind of foster or kickstart that bridge building? Mm.
1: That's a great question, Todd. My imagination is is that, if you're the worship pastor or the tech director and you have your counterpart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you have more opportunities to cross paths maybe on a day-to-day basis than your volunteers do. Right. Or your contract staff from a weekend. Sure. And so I think the the beginnings of that is let's say if you were my tech director and I'm I'm your worship pastor then we create some kind of tradition, like a standing lunch or a standing coffee right. that's on Tuesday or Wednesday, or sometimes sometimes it's outside of our programming meeting, right. that's outside of our debrief, that's right. outside of our meeting in the morning, our talk through when our volunteers right. or our staff is present. Uh, and so the relationship has to be fostered one-on-one first. And I think that at that point, The hope is that at that point, the reluctant party, whether that be the worship pastor or the tech director, starts to get the sense that, you know, I really need this, this other guy or or this other gal. Mm -hmm. And and I think that based upon us developing this synergy, we can then, you know, spread that to our teams and and become a a more robust community. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's the hope, man. Like I I that that's what I'd say. You know, it starts with. You know, it starts with whoever's leading both teams. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. For me, I've always had this feeling that when Christmas rolls around or Easter, all of our dysfunctions relationally as a team or all the things we do really good will all be magnified Mm. and blown up. You know, so if we don't have our relationships in order, that's all going to kind of bubble up in the worst possible way at Christmas. Well, even the— It's a much bigger— production or, you know, right yeah there's more out. opportunities for stress and misunderstanding. And so just even dialing that back a little bit, if you're talking about just a weekend service, if your whole relationship is based on those moments mm-hmm. of how come we're not ready or why are the graphics late or how come you, your band keeps bringing extra gear that we never talked about, you know, if that's the only context for your relationship, yeah. then yeah, of course it's going to be harder to feel like you're on the same team.
1: Yeah, because in that point the stakes are higher, the pressure is higher and and in pressure, like your character gets revealed. You right, know, when right. all of those layers are the layers of of your professionalism or your uh tolerance or your courtesy, when all of that stuff is is pulled back, then your character gets revealed. And if right. there's a frayed relationship, you know, or some seed of bitterness that's growing at the at the root in the relationship between those two people, yeah. then
0: everybody's gonna feel it. Yeah. I had a guy that I used to work with and we would do something, some some plan would come together that would totally mess with whatever his area of responsibility was. Mm. And he used to come at me all the time. Well, how come we didn't think about this? And how come this? And how come that? And how could you do this to me? And at one point I finally just said, well, you know what our goal was to stick it to you and it, and we succeeded. So mm. we're gonna keep, do, you know, this is why we're doing it, oh, just oh. to make your life really bad. <laughs> And part of that, it it became kind of a joke that, you know, if we stuck it to that guy, then it was a successful event, which he he would laugh about it now, but there was no relationship between Mm. him and whoever was making those decisions. And so it's very, I mean, it's a little bit like what we've been taught, what we were talking about before I hit record, you know, just like there's the, it's just an idea and there's no human attached to that idea for you to appreciate or to f- have sympathy for or to know that, you know, my kid was sick all week and I've been I haven't slept well and, you know, yeah. so I'm behind. And, you know, just all those things that happen in life that you don't find out on Saturday morning. Yeah. Because you're so ticked off that whatever's not going well, or frustrated, maybe ticked off is a is a too strong a word. But if you're having coffee, if you're having conversation, then you're Yeah, you're keeping you're keeping
1: tabs on 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 what's happening in a person's life on a day-to-day basis yeah, it's,
0: it's less it's <coughs> less about the task at hand and more about people and mm-hmm. how we're going to do this together and actually now that i'm thinking about it so i had lunch with the original tech guy from willow creek mm. so going back even before joel Jager. Wow, so yeah, you know, Sun City, whatever the youth group was called, and I was so excited to talk to him and figure out, you know what was the secret sauce to start Willow this way, and you yeah. know high production value and all this. and he had he had no great soundbite to, you know, I, he dashed every hope I had of the lunch as far as <laughs> like walking away with the silver bullet. But just hearing you just as we've been talking, his main thing was me and a friend, he was the worship leader. And I was kind of the tech guy and we thought, you know, let's do this hmm. and let's do the best we possibly can. Well, let's make it awesome and let's do it together. Yeah. And that's really, you know, it was born out of relationship, not so much what I what probably happens in a lot of churches. And even, I mean, even here at Willow, You know, you become the worship leader, or you become the TD, TD. and you enter into something that already exists. And so, I didn't really pick you, but okay, we got to do this together. And so you're you're at a you're at a relational, not a deficit, but you're certainly at zero. Yeah, you're climbing uphill.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I've I mean, you know, you've been in that situation here. I've been in that situation here as well, and it's worked out differently for me. I've had three tech directors, maybe. Okay. And each one is has been a bit of a different experience. And and I think a part of that was when I came in, I wasn't as skilled as I am now. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's saying I'm still climbing uphill, but right, right. none of us were who we are now when we first started. Right. And so I was, you know, my <laughs> tech... Funny
0: to think about right now.
1: <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 And my tech director then, like, he, he was far more advanced, you know, didn't suffer fools very well. And uh, <laughs> I remember gosh i I remember our weekend debriefs we had this grading system, okay, and it was like <laughs> a b c d f yeah okay. you know, <laughs> and I would get c's man like every week, and that just kills your morale and sure. uh but i you know I was a good soldier, and I kept coming and and just recently he uh reached out to me oh wow and this is like five years later, uh-huh. And apologize, like, hey man, I I felt like I was, I was a jerk to you, and uh, I just want to apologize. And and so it was, for me, it was I like I didn't carry that baggage. Sure, right. I had actually forgotten until he, right. you know, reminded me. But it just it said this thing of, all right, he and I have developed somewhat of a relationship over time. Right. And he felt like it was safe for him to come in and say that. Mm-hmm. But our relationship mm-hmm. at the ground level was not one where he felt like he could uh, pacify me or, or even say those things with grace. And for me, it was also like, I didn't know him, so I didn't feel the liberty to tell him, hey man, you're, you're being a little harsh right now. And those right, things right. come in the context of relationship. Yeah, My other relationships with tech directors have been when, you know, when both of us have been a little bit further along and we've been able to establish some relationship. But it, it has taken me going to their offices and just checking in, yeah. hey, how's it going? You know, how how how's your family? Like how's your, you know, how are things going on your team? I've sat and cried in the offices of some of my tech directors and and they've done the same. And that that forges this this togetherness that you know what? We're not just we're not just partners on a Wednesday or a weekend, but we're, you know, we can be friends and, and we can look at one another eye to eye and and for a few moments, forget about what's happening in this building, right. and forget about all of the "quote unquote" important stuff. Yeah, and uh, and really dial in on what's actually important, which is the life of the person that's sitting across from you. Right, right. And that translates over to you know whatever the serving or the professional, you know space that you that yeah. you share.
0: You know, working at a church has its own uh, set of challenges. Yeah. But one of the things that I'm always so adamant about is that. I want it to feel like family. Mm. All of us could go work somewhere else to get a paycheck, mm-hmm. but we're choosing. We feel called to something, and I'd rather it be, feel like I'm locked arms with these people, and we're so close that we're going to do this together. That yeah. whole idea. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot of times in uh, you know a church at the base, uh, you know, from a monetary standpoint, I mean, it's business, and there need to be results, and you know, yeah. you got to do your job well, and all this stuff, and so. I just remember having a conversation with somebody who was com- kind of complaining about this, you know, the business side of. And I said, you know what? I would much rather say we're family, knowing that at some point I might have to fire somebody yeah. that's on my family. But I just don't want to live the whole thing like I might have to fire you someday. So I'm just gonna like keep you keep at you arms. at arms like yeah, yeah keep you at arms like and just keep it all professional.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause where's the fun in that?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. no
1: vulnerability in that, right? Hopefully, if you're in a place that you love, doing work that you love, you want to stay there for a long period of time, right? And who wants to go to work at the same place ten years, fifteen years, and never be vulnerable with the people that you spend the best hours of your day with? Right? Yeah. You know that that sounds like hell, really, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> so, it does. I don't know if I can say that on yeah. the pot. I'm a worship it's leader. It's done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're <gonna> say hell. <laughs> yeah, man. Like this, this should be a place where. Or you and I can come and be vulnerable and talk about family stuff and talk about current events, you know, yeah. stuff we were talking about just before yeah, um, yeah. we started. And, yeah, this should be a place, especially in the church, I think. And the reason why I say in the church is the ministry of Jesus was all about people. Yeah. And, I mean, this is going back to there were no microphones when Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount. Right. There were no, really no offering at that point. I right, mean, right. there were no creative elements Right. There were no tech directors. It was people. Yeah. You know, he he had his large group of followers. He had his twelve, and then he had his you know his three main guys that right. he had regular contact, communication, and relationship with, and they all shared something in common. And so, at the base level of it, it's all about personal relationship. You know, right. it's it's all about what you and I do on a on a one on one basis. Yeah. And so, and and if it were not for Jesus sharing those things. With his immediate circle of influence, then the church would have never been established. Like those three guys, and then those twelve disciples, they wouldn't have had anything to share with anybody. Right, right. But it was it was Jesus's model of how to lead a team. Right. Which is the one that our tech directors and our you know producers and our worship leaders and lead pastors need to follow. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's all a it's all a people um, based organization. Right. Right. So Yeah.
0: So good. So just as you're thinking about, you know, okay, you're a worship leader, you have whatever you do on stage, none of it can exist without a production crew, you know, to kind of pull it off. So I'm curious, just like what's your, if you could say something to a tech person, Mm. like what is the most important thing you feel like you need from that team? Oh, man. I try as a
1: worship leader to give what I think everybody else needs. Mm -hmm. And so- I mean, down to scans, you know, making sure everything that, that we're going to sing is is correct and is loaded in the planning center so that the video director has it and can set it up for our CG operators right. and as much as possible following a script. And if mm-hmm. not, trying to give some, you know, sign that we're going to change things. And so I'll answer the question of what I would need most. But I think what, what may be a bit more important for me mm-hmm. is making sure that I'm giving everybody the opportunity that they need to do, to do their job well. Mm-hmm. I come to work at, at our church 45 hours a week. And so I have all week to set everybody else up to win Right for people that may only do a five or six hour serve or you know less time than that. And so the key thing for me is to set everybody else up to win. The thing that I would say I need most from tech volunteers, tech staff is trust. Mm-hmm. And again, like trust is that intangible thing it's not you don't you don't press a button and trust comes out you right, know right. you don't turn trust trust on as a as a projector but it's 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 something that's forged over time right and I would say man as as a worship leader who is doing my best to set everybody else up to win, trust that I'm gonna lead us to the very best of my ability, right you know and um and uh, that's an intangible thing. I don't know if that's like know, you talked yeah. about not getting great sound bites, but I think if you're a tech person listening to this, the the main person that's on stage should be providing a roadmap. Mm-hmm. And in the context of relationship before that stage time happens, you should know what that roadmap is mm-hmm. and be in a place where you can trust them to to lead you well. Sure. So I, I think when trust isn't there, then, then bitterness can grow and you know, everything right. breaks down.
0: Oh, is that? No, no. Yeah. That I mean, I'm okay that that's not a soundbite. I, I think that at the base of the whole thing for me, I could be on time with every graphic, yep. but at the end of the day, it is about trust and yeah. relationship. And I think, you know, if you were to ask me the question, I would probably have a similar kind of answer <laughs> that it's, we need to trust each other. And so if you're a tech person and you don't trust the person on stage or the people on stage, you know, part of that, why is that? And yeah. what can you do about it? Yep. What can I do right now to start building trust mm-hmm. so that I know that this person is trying to set me up to win? Yeah. And so then that fuels me to try and do my best mm-hmm. in this moment to be on time with the graphics or be ready with whatever. But yeah, if trust isn't there, the whole thing kind of breaks down. Yeah. And another thing that I'd add to that is,
1: I would say come in with with the the mindset and the attitude that even though you may be behind a camera or behind a console and not on the stage mm-hmm. in front of the lights, we're all a part of the team. Like we're all one body that's functioning. Yeah. And and I as as a point leader on stage, if the front of house guy turns my mic off. I look like an idiot, yeah. you know? right? <laughs> or if, if the lyrics don't come up and we're doing a brand new song, then everybody in the congregation is just kind of lost. You know, right, if, right. if the lights aren't up and it's dark on stage, then, then the viewer or the, the congregation experience quality goes down. Uh-huh. Likewise, if I'm a terrible vocalist or if, like <laughs> if I'm out of tune, you know, then I'm, I'm hurting the quality of, of what our congregation is experiencing. Right, so right. that to say, it's, it's got to be a one team Dynamic, and yeah. that needs to be vision cast and started by whoever your worship pastor or whoever your you know your program department lead or whoever your creative creative director or tech director lead is, but everybody has to adopt that mentality, yeah, and so what I ask from from everybody that works on our teams, whether it's you know whether you 're paid or whether you volunteer, we have to view this all as we're all worship leaders you right. know and if you're in a church setting or if if you are in you know if you do corporate gigs like it's it's a one team dynamic that right. if one part falls down everything else is affected by it right. and so just i'd ask for everybody to come in with the the mentality and the attitude that no I'm I'm going to lead from my position right. you know there's not one leader right. we're all leaders even though some of us are seen and and others of us aren't
0: right yeah, so good. So Arnez is <laughs> Dolan's TD. Yes, he is. Uh, so Arnez is a super faithful guy, been yes, there for is. a long time. Anything you want to shout out to Arnez? Arnez, I if you're listening, whenever <laughs> yeah, you listen, listening. Yeah, yep. I have
1: for the last 5 years witnessed just about every weekend you take in a new volunteer and put them on camera 2 and then they work up to camera 1 and then they work up to lighting. And then they go to, like, CGs and then video directing, and then some of them make it to audio. And they start from whenever they're 11 or 12 years old. And the patience that it takes to develop someone from having zero skills and just coming up and saying, hey, I want to volunteer in tech. The patience that it takes to take in a person and give them your best of training with no guarantee that they'll go on and, and work venues or you know work mm-hmm. work arenas and things like that, but to for you to trust students and adults alike with with your venue has always blown me away. You know, it's it's, it's really always blown me away. And then you know, I, I think of can I talk for a while about our next? Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, I think about I think about some of the volunteers that have started. And elevate as tech volunteers that are now working in working in the field as camera ops and as video directors. Right. And I think about there's there's one kid we have named Micah who started on drums and then started doing audio and elevate and now has done internships at you know at Saddleback and uh, at other churches and it's really like he's like a genius like the, he's like yeah, a whiz kid, kid. Yeah, right. But it took for it took for Arness to say. All right, yeah, you can come from behind the drums and and get behind the console and uh and really cut your teeth on in my venue. Yeah. So I've always seen Arnez as as a multiplier and a pastor, even though that's not his title, you right. know, but but in function, that's exactly what he does. And I've seen you lead well year after year after year, and the people that serve with you Absolutely love you. Some of them don't want to serve with anybody else, but right. you know, it's, it's they they want to be a part of Arnez's team. And That's I think so true. I think for a silent personality like Arnez, he's probably gonna blush whenever he hears this. But I, I think for somebody who who doesn't say a whole lot, you show leadership and action day after day, weekend after weekend, year after year, and. Dude, I you're one of the best partners. <laughs> dude, one of the best partners I've ever had, and uh, I mean, I, I dude, I can keep talking. The way that he brings his family yep. into the mix, and his wife volunteers with us, his his son volunteers with us, his daughter volunteers with us, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, <sighs> dude, <laughs> I love Arnez, man. <laughs> Arnez is our ninja. I mean, it, there's never a task that's too that's uh, too big for Arnaz to take on if, if he's given enough time. And you've saved my butt a whole <laughs> lot. And yeah, man, I love you. Seriously. Uh, nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I know that'll mean a lot to him. Just even hearing someone express appreciation for a tech person is, I mean, I think it's helpful for everyone. Mm. So thank you for being vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to thank you for making time. Absolutely. And also just for those of you don't know, Delwyn is a mentor to my son, just what it's like to be a man and what Mm. it's like to be a musician. And uh, you've given Carson tons of opportunities. And as a parent of several children, Mm. I I can see the difference that it makes to have an adult pour into your kid and so I just really appreciate it. Thank man, you. you yeah, It's making a huge difference you're in welcome. Carson's life. So thank you. Absolutely. I love that kid. He's <laughs> so good at piano. Yeah. And uh, he should have played drums the
1: other <laughs> week. <laughs> I, I'll, get, I'll get him in there. Yeah. Even, eventually, <laughs> he will, <man. laughs> yeah. eventually he will, man. Eventually he will. So Todd, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's yeah. been great. I'll see you at Philo.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> was so great talking to Delwyn and we could have stayed there for a very long time. So just thank you, Delwyn, for joining us. So great. For those of you who are interested, he will be joining us at Philo 2018. He'll be leading the band and leading us in worship. And so we're super excited to have him on the team. We're starting to work through what should Philo 2018 look like and super excited to have him on the team again. If you're interested too you can check out some of the videos of the parodies and uh, things that we've done at Philo conferences over the year with Delwyn and he's been gracious enough to humor me in my fascination for a particular music genre called yacht rock and so the, the parodies have been from that genre and he's done such a great job capturing what it's like to be a production person in the local church and the challenges we deal with and just Yeah, so much fun. So check those out on our Facebook page, Philo Conference. And we're also interested in any ideas that you might have about future episodes for the Philo Podcast. So if you have interesting topics you'd like to hear about, or if you have questions, if anything's come up from our conversation with Delwyn that you have more questions about, please send us an email at Podcast at fusion.productions and just let us know how you liked it or if you have ideas for new episodes and that sort of thing. Thanks for joining us. Glad you made it this far. Please join us for the next episode of the Philo Podcast. Thanks.